Hello and welcome to Pod Academy. Translational medicine is collaborative science that translates work in the laboratory into practical medical treatments. It's sometimes, in fact, called bench-to-bedside medicine. Because it quite often includes trials on animals, it can be very controversial. So, can animal testing be justified? Skulk Maguire put on her wellies and met up with Frances Henson in a field beside a busy main road in Cambridge to find out. I'm Frances Henson and I am a research fellow in the Division of Surgery and Orthopaedic Trauma at Adam Brooks Hospital and I'm also the um, Senior Lecturer in Equine Surgery at the Department of Veterinary Medicine, both at the University of Cambridge. What I do is I uh, work in the laboratory to try and work with basic scientists to generate treatments for various orthopaedic diseases. I'm interested in in lame animals and lame people. And then we use a large animal model, as we call it. So we then try our treatments in our sheep before we then take those on to using them either to treat human patients or veterinary animal patients. Our current research is looking at a novel biomaterial. I have colleagues in Newcastle and they have made a brand new biomaterial and they've put two of these special materials together and they're going to be using those to treat large areas of joint surface defects within joints in the knee joint in people which will also be applicable to our veterinary species and you you're trialing this out on your sheep yes we are so what we do uh, for the for instance for these osteochondral plugs as we call them this new biomaterial is we take our sheep we do make uh, little holes in their joints and then we fill those holes with our novel treatment to prove that the treatment is both safe and that it really offers a significant improvement in the expected outcome. Because if you didn't put the scaffold in, then those joints would not heal. What are you finding out so far? What's the results? We're finding out that these um, very new products are very, very good at treating joint surface defects and we have a very novel within our group we've developed a very novel way of looking at this because the um, obviously we don't want these animals to suffer pain and so we monitor their pain immediately after surgery and on through the experiment because we actually do gait analysis and we record the amount of weight bearing on the leg that's been operated on and interestingly we can show no difference in the animals that have been operated on compared to animals that haven't been operated on very very quickly within a matter of hours after the surgery so the surgical procedures are very benign and the actual osteochondral plugs really do allow those joints to heal very very well what does this mean for humans are we saying that knee replacement surgery is going to be much easier is this the end of the pain of arthritis we'll take those in two parts Uh, let's deal with the early osteoarthritis first Arthritis occurs when you have a defect in the joint because the joint is very poor at healing itself. And at the current time, if we have pain in our joint, we go to the doctor and they say you have arthritis, all you get are painkillers. And then I'm afraid we all have to limp around for a while until it gets too painful. And then, as you've rightly pointed out, you go for a joint replacement, which is not a cure. It's just merely, you know, amputating the affected part and putting a prosthesis in. 
the joint surface defects we want to cure with our osteochondral scaffold are big lesions in joints and they might be due to sports injury or they could be traumatic such as a road traffic incident and they cause big damage in the joint and currently there is no treatment for that left untreated it will go to osteoarthritis and as we've just said that osteoarthritis will be managed with painkillers until eventually you end up with a joint replacement so we have the very ambitious hope that using these kind of scaffolds we can stop arthritis before it starts really cure the joint to get it back to a healthy environment so we are using sheep to cure to to, to make incredible progress with humans well we're going to be using our sheep to make incredible progress i hope with curing joint disease and that is not necessarily in humans yes i'm based half of my time in a human laboratory but i am a veterinary surgeon and the other half of my time i spend treating animals particularly horses and the treatments that we're developing are all part of what i like to think of as a one health agenda and if we can treat joint surface defects in man we can treat them in animals so whilst the sheep is being used it's for the benefit both of animals in veterinary medicine and in human medicine so we're talking about we're talking about horses pets i mean animals that we spend a lot of money on individually yeah that is absolutely right so yes horses uh, dogs would be the probably the most useful examples here however there are a number of pet um, small animals so we have some clients who have pet pigs and people do have small breeds of sheep and I, there is no reason a sheep couldn't benefit directly from this treatment. I suppose it depends on the economics of how much it will cost and how much an owner is prepared to pay. But the treatment would be as just as available for sheep as it would for any other animal. Now, a lot of people think that beginning research on animals is cruel. You're a vet you're in the business of curing animals not causing them pain i mean how do you justify it well personally i justify it because i want animal orthopedic treatments to have a step change improvement we really do want to try and cure osteoarthritis and as i say for humans you can do a hip or a knee replacement for a horse with a similar condition it's a dead horse for a sheep with a similar condition it's a dead sheep we do not have any kind of joint replacement so it comes back to, are we feeling comfortable with the idea that an individual sheep, perhaps, can some way contribute to amassing this data? But in terms of the effect on the sheep, the actual surgical procedures we do, we do them very carefully, are certainly less invasive than, for instance, getting your dog spayed or your cat spayed, which are major intra-abdominal surgeries, and our sheep have very small little um, wounds made into their knees and they recover within 10 minutes of the operating finishing and they're up and running about within half an hour of the surgery and they do very, very well. The great problem though, all animal experiments is that the animals are killed at the end, aren't they? That is correct. One thing about our sheep studies though that I think is very important to take on board is that the sheep that we use have already been if you like, saved from the abattoir. We use a group of sheep that are known as uh, cull ewes. They have been used for breeding previously. They've been sent by the farmers to market because they can no longer get in lamb and they are destined for the abattoir. These are all adult female sheep. We buy these sheep 
taking them out of the abattoir uh, food chain at this point. They are used in our experiments, but they get on average at least an extra nine to 12 months of individual care during which time they put on a significant amount of weight. And yes, we do have to lose them at the end of the experiments, but they do not suffer, which to me, I think would be a stressful situation of um, group transport and being taken to the abattoir. Um, we let them go in peaceful surroundings. They're not transported and we treat them with a great deal of individual respect. Translational medicine is absolutely vital. It's vital both from a biological standpoint and from a regulatory standpoint. So biologically, it's very difficult to make assumptions that a treatment will work in an animal or a human joint just from looking at it in the test tube in the laboratory. Some people do look at these things in rats and mice, but again, they're very, very different from what we call sort of large animals or human models. So you cannot just extrapolate from the lab and the small animal into horses, sheep or people. I'm afraid you do have to trial it, whether we like it or not. And then the real reality is for regulation, if we want a new product that's been developed to be licensed so that when we go to the doctors we can um, have the treatment, the law is the European Medicines Agency and the American FDA said that it has to, by law, be tested in a large animal model. So the work currently, the regulatory framework, is this work has to be done. Give me some examples of translational medicine which has made a real difference to humans and to animals. Well, I think for humans, I think the, sort of the clearest example, and it's going back many years now, are heart transplants, which clearly didn't arise out of any laboratory work much as we like to think and they were actually um, a lot of that work background work was done in pigs but clearly heart and lung transplants now we consider as almost standard and we perhaps forget their origins but one of the uh, very interesting treatments to benefit humans and animals is the rise of stem cell therapy we're looking at taking stem cells which have the capacity to regenerate any body tissues a lot of those have been trialled in animal models prior to coming to human work and I think we're already seeing that people are having stem cell therapy uh, for treating uh, brain diseases. I think that's a very exciting area and I think that will be a huge area of growth in the future.